Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Rena Hundred Show. This show is going to be all about the past, looking back, and what's the point of it all? What is the point of it all? Looking back at the past, what even happened there? I don't know. I mean, looking back at the past, it's often a painful thing to do, isn't it? Why do we hold on to the things that are painful more than the things that aren't? Is there a possibility that those are more defining of who we are? Or is it just that we only allow the negative things to define who we are? Is that some kind of survival skill? Maybe we need to remember the painful things to prepare for when we are confronted by them again. But is it so necessary to revisit them and then keep re-wounding ourselves, reactivating those old wounds? Or if we stop reactivating those old wounds, will we lose <laughs> will we lose our entire identity? What is an identity without wounding? Is wounding fundamental to our identities? These are just questions that I have because when I think, think about looking at my past, it, it is what affirms who I am. Without my past, I could be anybody. I'm just this body that I'm inhabiting. I don't even have a name without the past, right? I mean, I guess I have my, I have stuff from the past, like I, I have my <laughs> identity cards, you know, and that's another thing like hoarding or people that hold on to stuff from the past. Like sometimes I hold on to things from the past just as a way of proving that it even existed because time is such an ephemeral thing that just moves through us or we move through it or I don't know which one it is, maybe both at the same time. Or maybe it doesn't really exist. It's just some kind of illusion. Whoa, I'm like really tripping myself out right now. But I think sometimes why I say things like, let's say old movie ticket stubs, which by the way, the words wear off anyway. So don't bother saving those. Maybe take, maybe that's why I take so many photos of things. Like I take so many photos of trees and the sky. And I think it's just that, the knowledge that you can't hold on to any moment, um, but at least you can keep a relic or some kind of proof that that moment even existed um, to try to reactivate it. And how strange that is but when you think of your identity as like a collection of relics from moments. And I mean, in a way, the relics, the physical relics you collect... I don't know if I'm using the word relic right here, but whatever. They're kind of more proof than your brain has that something really happened because memories become distorted. And eventually you're just remembering the memory of the memory of the memory of the memory. Unless you have an incredible memory. I have a terrible, well, I have a great long-term memory and a bad short-term memory, but that's a whole other can of ADHD worms. Um, but in a way, the physical relic feels it's more it's first of all, it's tangible, but also it's it's exact. It's not something your brain can transmorph. That's not a word <laughs> to suit 
the needs of your identity. You know what I mean? It's 100% proof. I also wonder what it's going to do to generations. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of us have had moments of wondering about this. To have your entire life on camera, like we're the first few generations that really have like immovable proof on video and in photograph form of what we were like as children, what we were behaving like, the interactions we were having. And I can tell you, it's uh, my mother gave me a um, also if you're listening, hi, (laughs) a whole USB key of videos and because she had a video camera she would borrow from work. It was still kind of before they were generally everybody had them and videotapes and just videotapes from basically my whole life that she gave me on a USB key towards the end of the lockdown time period, I think. And looking through those, I had like a complete (laughs) existential crisis because it was just like what is Rena like through the ages? Like I saw myself as a three-year-old um, having a tantrum at my three-year birthday party. And then I saw myself at, at five years old singing a bunch of songs in the living room. And then I saw myself at, uh, I guess many years got skipped here, but at 12 years old doing the end play when I was like just starting to be have puberty and it's weird because it's like I have the memory of what it was like to experience those things. And obviously in your head, you're the main character. So the memory of it is like you're having these like profound realizations and moments of growth. And th- but then when you see it on the outside, you're like, oh, I'm just I'm just some girl. <laughs> I'm just some girl. You know, it's what a difference the outside versus the inside. It's just really, really kind of blows my mind. Um Another thing that's weird about looking at the past is like that you're trapped in the present. So it's like you can look at the past and you can remember the past, but you can't touch the past. We can't time travel to the past. Like like when I think about how much fun I was having when I was out partying, let's say like in my early to mid 20s, like I can remember what that's like. And it comes back in flashes. Almost some of them I'm like, did I dream that or was that real? Those strange places I would find myself in, you know, like 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 just random parties and in the basement of secondhand clothing stores or in some huge loft where the walls were covered in silver. And I just was that real? Did you know what I mean? The roller skating parties, the 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 strange living rooms, like <laughs> a lot of it is like was that my real life then or did I dream some of that? And and sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between the past and your dreams. Like there was a very dreamy point in my 20s where I was, you know, singing in a piano lounge uh, with a big red piano in old Montreal. And that place has burned down like I have no relics, you know. So it's like the pa- looking at the past is like you're looking out from inside a train uh, and you're seeing the stuff that you remember, but you can't deboard the train. You just have these kinds of flashes of moments that, uh, as as it whizzes by in your mind. What a strange thing. And another weird thing about time and, and the past is that it has no consistent shape. Um, 
the days were so long as a child, but now there's so few of them we can really hang our hat on or latch on to. And I mean, I think we all learned that in 2020 and 2021, if it hadn't happened to us before, that that the, the notion of time is just kind of malleable depending on what's happening in the moment and how much our, our, our brains and hearts are allowing us to process of what's happening. What a weird thing. And sometimes it's not good to look back. I mean, it makes me think of, um, you know, that biblical story of, of uh, the Lot's wife, I think it was, when the town was being burned down and punished by God, and, and, and he told her not to look back. And she did look back, and then she turned to a pillar of salt. Um, salt. I don't know why I said that like Trump. <laughs> she turned to a pillar of salt. Why? Why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we turn to a pillar of salt. I got to stop doing that. Um, maybe in a metaphorical way, it's it's that it, it, the past can make you cry for no reason. You could turn into a pillar of useless salt when looking back at it. I don't know. Maybe that's a way of saying it. And what about those weird little missteps? You know what I mean? When you look back on the past and you're like, oh, that one little moment with that person that's not even significant in my life, like not even a large part of my life. But that moment that I they said this thing and they were just trying to be kind and, and I reacted in a way that was hurtful or unkind or just something I regret or something that I think maybe they got some impression of me that was unfavorable and horrible. And, and you dwell on those moments and um, and why do we dwell on those moments? We can't change them. And we've already arguably decided not to do that again ever. So why are we still in these moments of turmoil when we think of them? We get all twisted up and hate ourselves. And what is that? And, and it's got to be ego because there's no way those people are remembering those moments. They don't care. I mean, probably 90% sure they probably don't remember and don't care anymore. They have much more important things going on in their lives. But it's this thing our minds want to do, which is to make us the main character, to make us the thing the world is reacting to. When when you look at it on tape, you're really just some girl. <laughs> you're really just some girl, but not in a bad way, not in a big or small way. You are a person and that's big. And you are a person and you're just a person, you know? Something else about the past is like, you know how your your formative years, the relationships you make, those are kind of the references you have in your mind for relationships for the future. Kind of how like people end up being roommates with people that are similar to their parents. I just wonder about that, like in terms of chicken and the egg, like, like that you're you're seeking out old relationships and you don't even realize it and how weird that is um that and i wonder about how the past informs our ability to have new experiences and whether we have a maximum capacity for truly new experiences where it gets to the point where any new experience is just referenced in the mind with an old experience so that we can categorize it and isn't that strange um and i wonder how how do you have a truly new experience without making any references to it 
Um, also, thinking about the past feels a little bit at this point like an indulgence. Like it's like a, ooh, like a like the way that pain is sometimes an indulgence because there's really nothing useful about it. But it's just kind of this sweet pain that's not going to actually, um, it's not going to actually hurt you the way that that a life or death kind of pain would hurt you. It's more of like a love pain where it's like you can go into in a, into a morose trance and just indulge in that kind of feeling of of morosity. That's not a word, is it? I don't know. Um, and just kind of enjoy, you know, like it's akin to like listening to Lana Del Rey or, or Radiohead. or I mean, I can't listen to any of that anymore because it makes me too sad. Um, or Nico, um, you know, which brings me to the way I shall end this episode, which I covered a song which perfectly captures that feeling to me, which starts with the words I've been out walking, which hopefully is what you've been doing while you listen to this podcast I've been out walking I don't do too much talking these days Stopped my dreaming. 
Don't confront me with my 